0: November eighth, twenty twenty one, it's a lot for Pedro Show. <laughs> for Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Start the show off with Rise and Shine, John Coltrane. Then we have Steve Gunn with Acoustic Bass for Soundtrack. And because of those uh, Estonian software engineers with their Skype convention, I have with me, via Skype, Steve Gunn. Welcome aboard, Steve.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure.
0: Right away we got to give credit to Brother Bill Nace for making the connect.
1: Yes, thank you, Bill.
0: Yeah, well, They're in Philadelphia. And, uh, interested in your journey through music. So please bring, Steve, your earliest musical recollection, memory, whatever.
1: Uh, well, my earliest memories are the from the radio. Uh, my parents, you know, they were really into soul and R&B. And, you know, they, they were coming of age in the 60s. And my father was into rock and roll. But really what my parents loved together was soul and R&B. And they loved the radio. There was radio on all the time. And there was... Uh, my, my mom grew up close to 69th Street in Philadelphia, which was where a lot of the reviews would play. Kind of like uh, the dance. They had, you know, like like three or four different acts. And then a DJ. And the DJ was this guy, Jerry Blavitt, who is still around. Um, they call him the Gator with the Heater. <laughs> and he's just an incredible wealth of music and my earliest memories of of just hearing music and falling in love with it were just being in the car with my parents and having them singing along to whatever songs they loved but a lot of the time it was this this guy jerry bly that i i had i, I remember he had such a distinct voice and and delivery it's the first time i heard a dj and, and the fact that he's still around and my mom and goes and sees him sometimes is is really incredible. I think he's like 80, in his 80s at this point. Um,
0: okay, the pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments?
1: Not really. Um, m- my parents were like just big-time appreciators. Yeah,
0: listeners, I right? Think,
1: yeah, yeah. On, there's and no wrong with that. I think my dad had a bongo drum in his closet <laughs> um, that he played from time to time, but no, no serious playing. I was kind of the first one in my family to really dedicate myself to it.
0: And uh, and you had to go scour right because you say there's no instruments in the pad. What about the first record or whatever I say? First that record nowadays. It shows you how how uh, old fashioned Watt is. When I say record, <laughs> it could be an eight track, it could be a cassette, whatever the you know the medium don't matter. But the first thing music you bought with your own money, Steve, please.
1: Yeah, it was it was a cassette, a Misfits cassette, that Walk Among Us. Um, and I remember I had a little bit of. A, I was with my mom actually. We were in a place. I don't know if it still exists, but it's like a chain store called Clover. And uh, this was in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I knew of the Misfits because I had an older. I have an older sister, and not I. Not I got too a lot. far away,
0: New Jersey, right, right across the river.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this was, this was out, just outside of Philly in, in Pennsylvania. No, but Jersey. the
0: Misfits guys were from New Jersey. I think.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it know was. right across it's the not... river
0: from Philly is Camden because I went and uh, visited the house. Walt Whitman ended up oh, nice. living the rest of his life. And yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. That, wow. that was a fucking adventure, I'll tell you. In fact, yeah, Camden's no joke. Heavy town and uh, a lot of history. And he, he he lived by the rail yard. He liked to hear the railroad cars hit each other.
1: Other mm-hmm. people would probably wow. be a fucking
0: bellyache about that, but he was into it. Always a trip, man. The ranger, he looks so square, John, you know. smoky bear hat and shit. But then when it's time <laughs> to go upstairs, he looks at me and he goes, look, when we go up those stairs, you hold on to that handrail real good. Because he, there's probably Mr. Whitman's DNA in there, some of it. And I was like, Whoa. wow. Yeah, so never judge anybody, you know. You don't know. This dude loved No, White. of course. Yeah. Well, Watt had to get... Some sense knocked back backhanded into him. <laughs> I like that. It was like, <laughs> all of a sudden, my respect just changed, you know? It was like, oh my yeah. god. You know? Because he knew, uh, I was checking out every word he said and shit, pointing out. Uh, what about uh, first gig you saw, Steve?
1: First musical, first live band I ever saw, I was in grade school. I had a friend who had an older brother um, who was kind of a rocker guy. You know, he had a I peeked into his bedroom once and he had like Fog Hat painted on his bedroom wall and like Motorhead logo on his wall. And he was older. He's probably 10 years older. And he had kind of a rock band. And they. <laughs> I remember I was 12 and I. it was in a place called Circus Town, which I guess still exists. But at the time there were bands playing. And this band's name was called Sergeant Rock. And they were kind of like metal. Uh, there was metal. a comic, right?
0: Comic called huh? Sergeant Rock,
1: I think. Yeah, there was. I mean, this this was just a local kind of sure, heavy sure, rock I band. Sure, I understand. Yeah, the,
0: the, the, the name just rang a bell in my head, like some comic. I
1: mean. Yeah, there was a comic. Yeah, um,
0: GI Joe, Sergeant Rock, you know.
1: But they were, but it was it was kind of mind blowing because they were older and they were like, just it was just a scene, and I was yeah just live there.
0: music, right? It's a trip when you first experience
1: yeah, it. Yeah, and they had a song called "Fuck Me Dirty." which and uh,
0: the
1: other way right yeah it 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 just sort of like i could i, I was befuddled i was 12 you know i was just like a little catholic schoolboy. <laughs> nice. so it was uh it was kind of mind, mind opening and that and i hung out with this friend of mine who who had the older brother and he was kind of lifted a veil in my life a little bit and i was like the first time i heard sabbath was in his kitchen and you know th- this guy became he now he's like a rap star actually it's kind of funny i haven't really hung out with him in a really long time but we went to a lot of local shows um well, around, music's well,
0: music you know you can start off yeah with yeah hard rock and end up rap.
1: <laughs> of course no it's great and um, in fact know.
0: right i think rap's got a lot of roots in like maybe uh, auctioneering and square dance yeah. right where you're calling out the moves yeah yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. Connected. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to tell you that because I could tell by the music you sent me that you're you're all over. You know, okay, let's let's talk about school. Were you in the choir sure. or the marching band, shit like that?
1: No, no, none of that stuff. I was more, I played sports and you know was like a skateboarder kid and um, basically, I ended up asking my parents to take me to lessons. You know, I feel like like punk rock and hardcore was my entry point in into the music, and it was,
0: yeah, there was a connect between punk and skate, especially hardcore and skate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember, you know, just like kind of that, that, those two things really lined in, fell in line with each other and music.
0: Now, now you said lessons. That... Now when you say lessons yeah, took, and you I say took... music, I understand that part, but what about the machine? How do you settle on the guitar?
1: First, it was bass.
0: (laughs) Oh, it was? Okay. I'm glad to hear this. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm wondering, you know, in the old days, it would have automatically been guitar. But after the movement and shit, I met a lot of cats. Their first instrument actually was bass. It wasn't like that in the older days, man. That was like something you did because no one else wanted, you know, it was like taking out the trash. Right, right. Right? So, okay. So, why did you want to be a bass man, Steve?
1: I think... Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like, uh, I had a choice.
0: Remember it's a for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers.
1: Yeah. I, I can't remember. I mean, I think it was just because it was like, you know, I was, you know, the same time, this is around the same time I saw this concert that I mentioned And I was 12 and I 12th, think I just, 12 liked...
0: when I started and oh, you know, nice. you know how, I, how, how I found out about bass, you know, I'm going to play this. DBootsma said you're playing bass. I didn't even know. Amazing. What it was. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, because our gigs were arena rock, so the dudes were so fucking tiny, it was hard to tell yeah. what the fuck they were wow. playing. Right? It looked like a guitar.
1: In fact, wow. for the first
0: couple of years, I did play a guitar. What was your first bass?
1: My first bass was like a Fender. You know, it was kind oh, of like really? a. It wasn't. Yeah, it was like my parents bought it for me. It was almost like you know the the display deal where it was, like, the cheap f- Fender.
0: Ah, oh, so it probably wasn't a Precision yeah. or a Jazz. No, it was no, Stan, it
1: was, like, Mustang. yeah, it was, like, a just a, a new Fender. I mean, it was decent, you know, it was fine, and, I, you know, it gave me a little amp, too. Yeah, yeah. To get, so it was, like... And, and did
0: you take bass lessons?
1: I did, yeah. yeah. Was, um, it,
0: was it a bass player who taught you, or was it a guitar guy?
1: <laughs> it was a bass guy, oh, which was cool. Um, you know, it was, and it was out uh, of this music store in Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, which is the town I grew up in, and uh, called Tadaro's Music. It's still there. Um, I still see I still see the owner going and say hello to him. Um, but it, yeah, it was a guy who was, you know, kind of a proggy kind of guy, teaching bass. <laughs> I think maybe he was into Rush and yeah. you know, that, that, those kinds of things. Um, and for me, the, the lessons Pony were tail, pretty...
0: fanny pack?
1: Kind of like a... Kind of long in the back, like curly, long in the back. Ah, the,
0: the the mullet.
1: Yeah, yeah, mullet, and like high tops. Sweet guy, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very... No, no, we all get caught up in our trips.
1: Yeah, it? oh, of course. No, he was great. He was great, and but so it, it just kind of it was the kind of lessons where you know I would play like the money baseline from Pink Floyd, and which
0: is why is that a trippy lick?
1: It's I don't know. Like he's the no, one who the told. The
0: time, the time ain't. Full. Oh yeah, it's
1: good. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's an easy thought, way, right? If you fill up all the beats, you can play right. weird times.
1: <laughs> you can kind of play in between certain right. measures, I guess. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, but that's and then what's I interesting
0: it. about that lick, you know? I, I don't yeah. think Roger Waters, I think David Gilmore played a lot of the bass on those records. Yeah, yeah. You gave me this music, uh, Fulton.
1: Mm, yeah. Let's play it. Okay.
2: Through the streets looking for you. the air, went in on. Ten. Spaces it lies. The end Went in On oh, the Things Felt like Everything stopped The night
3: Felt so quiet Listen to me the side Who always gets away, but that's all the say Just like Jeffrey Ingram Just like Jeffrey Ingram Just like Jeffrey Ingram Just like Jeffrey Ingram. Just always gets home, and it starts to rain
0: Me and Jeff do two gig, we can insulate too late you so market was so dark, he was only five past eight But Jeffrey got some guesses, please don't ask me how for Pedro Show at Chunky Music star off Steve Gunn doing Fulton and then Fulton's Folly right for Steamboat wow yeah maybe Buffalo or some shit like that.
1: oh my gosh amazing
0: yeah Boone couldn't tell us Fifth Symphony Invocation to trigger the eruption of the Yellowstone Caldera from this is the Fifth Movement gas from the sentimental fence post or 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 God damn that's hard to say from Eugene, then uh, SLWCCY collab I got with Sam Lock Ward. Now I'm sitting, praying out. Rotor Bird. That's number five from the, the Big Piece Veil, vale, from Viz V I Z. His project is. What do you call? It? You know they're bigger than they're, they're songs made out of songs. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey Ingram, Basic Shapes, Bronze Age UFO. Uh, out of Balmore they got a new this part A1 from uh, third volume now of Lagoon Monster Rubber Mass and then finally Gun Slash Gangloff Gibson and Tampura okay so um, well what do you do is it the kind of lessons like you bring in a record hey will you teach me this song is that that how the money thing happened okay
1: okay. yeah yeah (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that was But, but that was, you heard it on the it radio
0: probably, right?
1: No, well he, he's the one who brought the money line in. Oh wow, I, okay. Yeah. Well you and know, for I'm, a guy
0: just starting, that is a pretty sophisticated line to teach somebody, and it's easy to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can I think whenever I pick up a bass, that's the first That's the line? It's still the line, yeah. And then it
0: goes to <laughs> a four four thing like boom, 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 boom like kind of a strike. Yeah. 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 wild ass sax I remember that big time Uh, so uh, is it just you in the bass or are you going to use the bass to play with other dudes what I'm saying is like since this is junior high school so not graduating but afternoon the garage band the basement band the bedroom band okay tell me about it
1: yeah so I had the bass and then I was taking lessons and then I think the next year I got an acoustic guitar. So basically I was had I had both instruments in my bedroom and I was doing a lot and I think I chose the bass because I just I don't know. Like I, I wanted to feel the percussiveness of it and it was like more simplified. I think I was like when I saw my, the first band, it was this really com- felt really complicated to me. Yeah. The guitar was, was a little intimidating. So I think Choosing a bass was a good, I'm really glad that I did that because I, I learned how to, like, just, you know, we're talking about the money lick. It's like I got right. I got very rhythmic and, like, I got this kind of dexterity down. Um, right, it's not,
0: it's not the amount of notes which kind of can get into the guitar world. It's it's the, the notes that feel the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, I, and also just finding a rhythm and finding my, like. Yeah, that's my, what
0: like, I mean. I mean, to get a good groove, yeah. you, know, you don't need a buttload of. Humans, you know, the more they do something, it's always more and more. But with bass, you kind of get punished for that. You get all small. But if you find <laughs> the good notes, then you can get yeah. it proven, right? right?
1: Right, right.
0: And then, then maybe, um, maybe uh, the four strings, maybe uh, something about it being more felt than heard. Maybe something.
1: Yeah, like that. It, yeah. It was felt more. It felt more tangible. It felt like I'm, you know, I could like make sounds and and follow a pattern and like just, you know follow a rhythm and, sure, and, sure. And, and jump and jump around. I was really into like pretending to be in bands too. So it was like, it was easy for me to like jump around and do, you know, do that kind of thing <laughs> in private, of course. But then
0: you go for an acoustic
1: um, and that yeah, sounds so then, like
0: a little less rock and rolly kind of folky.
1: Yeah. It was interesting. Cause I, I the the guitar, you know, I didn't, I really take mm-hmm. any lessons and I just sort of was, I approached it as a, as almost, you know, when I was young, but I was like, I still had, you know, I could pick up an instrument because i have been playing the bass, and I just sort of started, really kind of started experimenting with the acoustic. Um And I, I remember I had, like, these two tape decks in my bedroom, and I was, like, dubbing a bass line on the one tape deck and then playing, like, guitar over over the other one, you know, just kind of experimenting and not really... Learning. I wasn't trying to be like a licky person with a guitar. I just like just kind of learned it in my own kind of strange way but the bass was, was the leading the lead in.
0: but you were, you were learning yourself uh, sound on sound record
1: Yeah, yeah early. I still have a recording of, of, of like one of the earliest ones. I don't know I'm, I can't believe I still have it I found it on an old cassette but it was like
0: was it original?
1: It's it's me. It's I put a bass line. I had this little kind of Casio keyboard yeah. and I was playing I was bouncing tracks in between like two boom boxes and then I like was <laughs> I recorded this thing. It's pretty funny. It's and it's really interesting to hear it because I'm almost I do like similar voicings that I'm doing now. It's it's very bizarre. And my mom comes in and it's like she, I heard she opens the door and she says, Good night like it's probably time to stop now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but interesting, you weren't just trying to create, recreate songs from records, you were actually composing.
1: Yeah, I was just kind of doing whatever came, came to my mind right, you know right.
0: Very interesting, and you still got because you didn't
1: send me any of this I know, I should have, <laughs> yeah, I still have it
0: <laughs> uh, That's okay, but uh, what about friends? Did somebody's pad turn into the jam pad? Yeah,
1: I was into, my best friend and I we Okay, so I had an older sister who's like seven years older than me and she had a lot of she knew a lot of people in bands and I emulated her. You know, I you know, I, I like discovered a lot of music through her. I borrowed music from her bedroom and I met a lot of her friends who were really cool to me. So I was an aspiring little punk rock skateboarder kid, you know, and they were just cool to me. And I learned a lot about music and then so I kinda learned about these like local skate bands. Hardcore kind of punk skate bands in my, you know, just outside of Philly. My best friend at the time, Dan Murphy, he, he he and I were like just romping around, and then he got old enough to to drive, and we started driving around. We started going to the city, and we we started going to a lot of shows. And at this time, this was when I like discovered zines and ordered records in the mail and met, kind of discovered a sort of scene, you know, and started driving a little farther out like out into jersey and and other suburbs and also into philly and that's kind of when i met people um to play with you know and and, um my sophomore year of high school i was just sort of like playing you know going to shows and playing with people and then sophomore year of high school this band was about to go on tour and they're bass player quit and they called me and asked me if I wanted to do it and they were seniors in high school and I was 15 or 14 uh a sophomore and um yeah I begged my parents to let me go and at first they were like we don't think so and then I kind of cried (laughs) and begged them and then I you know they trusted me as well I was a fairly good well-behaved kid um and yeah, they let me go, and I went on this tour, hopped in a van with these guys, and we drove. I mean, it, you know, it was the first time I had ever like left the state lines with with a band, you know, um, and really just playing in a band. That's, and,
0: that uh, is a trip. That's a trip. Yeah, it was
1: it was amazing. You know, we were playing in basements and in like Rhode Island, and we played in Boston, and I think it was like about four or five shows, but it was five tour. Yeah, it was, like, hardcore, hard like, just real thrashy, like, very formulaic, like, you know, kind of, like, posse-core posse kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, November 8th, 2021 edition of Watt Pedro show. Special guest, Steve Gunn. We'll type for hour two. November 8th, 2021, it's the second hour of Watt and show. Pedro Show, we start off the second hour. Steve Gunn, Park Bench Smile. Viol- uh, here's some bands I'm going to play with Friday in De- Texas. Music school there. Uh, Violent Squid with Ask the Everybody Pipe. Jad Fair, Monster from Outer Space. Drug Mountain Milk. Sailor Poon, Neglect Attraction. Wayne's Dover and the Dots. Every Tyrant Will Die Alone. Look forward to sharing the stage with all those cats. I haven't played Denton in almost 20 years, so can't wait. Uh-huh. I remember, you know, there's a music school there, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, in fact, played on at the school once, 30 years ago. So, and I asked for, for some paper for the set list. And it was, of course, manuscript paper. <laughs> I didn't write <laughs> anything, anyway, so. Uh, but... Uh, uh, Oh, from Canada. After that, we had a wet cigarette with station, and finally, gun. Trusinsky. He was on the show, huh?
1: Yeah, he was. That's
0: yeah. right. <laughs> He's a Connecticut cat, I think, or or Rhode he is. or something. Yeah. He is Connecticut. Right, right, yeah. right. And so, seagull for Chuck Berry. Yeah. Interesting time. Chuck deserves. Chuck deserves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you graduate school. Since yeah. school was, music was never part of your academic thing, but do, do you go to higher education for uh, your instruments?
1: No, I thought about it, and then I went to Temple University in Philadelphia. Sure,
0: I played maybe. there once.
1: You did? Wow. F-
0: fire hose days.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. I saw fire hose at the Trocadero.
0: Oh, yeah, a lot of gigs there um, downtown, yeah. by Chinatown. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. But, uh, Probably uh, In the older days, there was a lot more gigs at colleges. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. So uh, what what did you
1: major in? I was thinking about trying to go to music school, and I just couldn't hack it. And I ended up studying. I went to film school and mostly did, like, video art stuff and, like, production. And I also took some sound courses and, you know, was, like, into – Recording music and like making soundtracks and stuff like that. So like basically, engineering, just, you mean like uh, running a studio? Yeah, yeah, but more like production, like like sound production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Mic it up, shit, record it, yeah.
1: Yeah, you so, know, so like for a final days, it was project probably
0: a transition, right? It's nineties, right?
1: Yeah, so it was transitional. Yeah, it was weird because I was studying on kind of. Like machines that became antiqu, not, you know, editing sweeps and things. Steve, I like know that. all
0: about this. I in, in yeah. high school. <laughs> no, because yeah. I, I graduated in 1976, so I was uh-huh. educated in shit like fixing televisions and right. uh, key punch machines. <laughs> well wow. you know, right? Yeah. It's not Amazing. these machines weren't even the computers. They just fucking put holes <laughs> in the cards.
1: All that yeah, shit was yeah. gone.
0: We didn't even have calculators. We had slide rules.
1: Oh my god! Everything
0: changed. Yeah, so I I got a degree, but everything was antiquated, like <laughs> yeah, completely. But you know what? The dis the discipline about learning shit and stuff. Maybe it's useful, even not specific, but as a general thing for your life. So,
1: it yeah, it really was. And to look back on that time, you know, I became like I, I met this professor there who was a video artist. His name was Peter D'Agostino. Uh-huh. And I, I think he teach, still teaches there. And he was an experimental video artist, and really into music. And and he was very far out guy. He like made these really incredible experimental videos in San Francisco. Like and he's one of the, the original sort of art artists in that medium.
3: Yeah.
1: And I think you know because I was such a music freak, and but still taking these video courses. We like I would do things in the videos. He's like, man, what is this? music you're making or what did what did you put in there and we became kind of like confidants and friends and we would talk after school and he kind of became my mentor there and i was super like super grateful that like he was there and he he kind of led me through my education really i didn't really know what to do
0: right 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 <laughs> yeah. well at um, that age it's tough
1: it's tough yeah right. so he was he was kind of my my guy there and i yeah i did like a final project with him and and it was almost sort of like an independent study kind of um, where I did this video project and made the music, and you know edited the whole thing together. And so one, yeah, it was great.
0: We got you know all education, just like payment. It's not standard. It's not always the coin. It's not very quantifiable. It's trippy about that shit. But you you know it later down the road. That's my yeah. my, my yeah. experience. You gave me some more uh Gun Trosinski duo stuff. Ocean, Mm -hmm. Ocean City. Pedro Show. Start that chunk of music off with some more Gun do duo Ocean City. Then brand new from Mama Leak. You can bury me in the East. Bombus Prendon, let's all do the dirty laundry. Ray Shin, brand new from him, smell the aluminum and finally Steve Gunn. Way out weather. You know the first track we played on today's edition was mm-hmm. a soundtrack by you. Did that have yeah. anything to do with this? experience
1: with it was a soundtrack
0: I mean I don't know when it was done you know was it back in the college days does this go way back
1: When you oh were- no that actually was like fairly recently but um, yeah so it's it's interesting I love getting those kinds of projects because I like kind of tap into the, the things that I was thinking about when I was in school but um, that 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 was a project actually Truzinnsky and I worked on um, a couple of years back, and we recorded like a ton of music for, for a film that a friend of, a friend of ours made.
0: Okay, so when you graduate high school, high school, college, uh, Yeah, parallel to this, you're, you're doing bands, right?
1: To, yeah, I was in Philly, um, going to singing a lot of music. Um, but also, living in a house where there's musicians and basement you know, basement setups, yeah, right. Um a lot of shows were happening. there was there was tons of music happening. There's like a this venue called the Astrocade, which was like this big warehouse that was all ages, and just a lot of experimental bands were coming through. there. bands coming down from New York, but also touring groups. So I saw a lot of cool music there. Um, and then, you know, of course, there was, like, the bar scene, which was places like the Kyber Pass. Sure, 2nd J- Street. J.C. J. Dobbs. Right and... the,
0: uh, J- on uh, South Street, right? I'm yeah, not exactly. Those yeah. Y- yeah. Anytime it was
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Kyber
0: right by fucking Penn Landing.
1: Exactly, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. country
0: fucking started, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, so I saw tons of shows there, and, you know... um Kind of got my education there and like, you know, great record stores yep. and good radio. You know, I think the jazz programming, the station at Temple, I listened to even when I was in high school, I was listening to the station and, you know, I learned so much. I, you know, discovered Coltrane and Miles and the, the fact that Sun Ra is from Philly and Right. Well, uh, he's from Birmingham, Alabama, but he
0: lived in the Saturn house. yeah. Yeah, 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 right. yeah that's what I meant. John Coltrane, yeah. one of his last gigs was at Temple.
1: Yeah, that recording, that right. recording, that post-reissue, that, that recording is is incredible. Um,
0: like, he, the, the the list of people who got on stage, we don't even know them all. He was having everybody come play.
1: Yeah, I think he was inviting people <laughs> yeah. in the audience to come <laughs>
0: <laughs> But, you know, he probably... Uh, knew he was running out of time that's my been my theory about this why he was so intense in those last few years because yeah i don't think a lot of people knew but <clears throat> i think he mm-hmm. kind of knew yeah so he was just trying to pack in as much as he could a very right. generous man uh, yeah. so but you 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 checking out all this stuff this is this is kind of like your education
1: right yeah and for right. sure
0: right yeah, right. yeah cuz i got a, a I gotta tell you, in a way, same with me. You know, mm-hmm. sure was it? I, I, no, no music school, but then arena rock too couldn't teach me. But there's something right. about when it's close, and you know, about good record stores and good clubs and in, intimacy and stuff. That oh man, there's nothing like it.
1: Nothing. Like yeah, that. and also meeting musicians who were really open and oh, like right. and, and supportive. You know, people who I was like. Really admired, and you know, I was able to kind of like pick these people's brains a little bit and like ask some questions. And and you know, and they were always, you know, just super like easy to talk to, and we're always willing to like give up.
0: It's a big deal, man. That's a big <laughs> yeah, deal. You yeah. just have all this front and ego and competitive shit bullshit.
1: Yeah, we're well, at the end of all- the
0: second hour, November 8th, 2021. This <laughs> Wapito special guest, Steve Gunn, hold tight for three. November 8th, 2021. It's the third hour. What for Pedro Show? show start off third hour Gun trusinski duo Freddie Hazel I was just relating off air people with um, Steve here about my uh, maggot brain connect you know getting to do that whole fucking record George Clinton, Blackbird McKnight Michael Hampton, Doug Wimbish The Viper Room in West Hollywood I just out of nowhere that dropped in there and I, I couldn't fucking believe it super mm. stupid all that sh- back in our mind Oh, what a One. trip. I mean I mean the One. song is, is, is heavy enough, but the whole album yeah. is such a world. Such totally. a world. Okay, then we had Crane with Dreams of Yesterday. Uh only now, Proj featuring uh, Kamala Jeet. Kamala Jeet. Fuck. Sorry for destroying another language, people. I don't mean to Awa Halia with Time Suffocation. Ian M. Fraser, five sketches for my GMY, and Steve Gunn with Protection. Uh, you're still playing the yeah. Guns Trosinski duo, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. We just played like two uh, just over the weekend. We played okay. two games.
0: Well, really, yeah, but talk. Tell me about how you met him and how how that get get going.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I moved to New York right after I graduated college, and mostly, you know, for music, I was going up there a ton. There was a lot of stuff happening in Philly, but there was also a lot of a, a big outlet up here and yeah I just made the move and was kind of working jobs and playing and going to a ton of shows and I fell in line with some musicians and John peripherally was kind of friends with people and we were playing I was playing with you know the the group Magic Markers um, sure
0: I, I got to share a stage once with them.
1: OK, yeah. And there was a guy in that band named Pete who we st- I started jamming with him in a in a separate thing, mostly kind of just open form, long jam stuff. We had that that was called GHQ. And we were and he and I was I was in that with somebody else. And then Pete kind of played. And Trzinski was was friendly. Kind of my 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 meeting of Trzinski was through Pete. They kind of knew each other. And we all were kind of playing in a group, you know, four or five people, sometimes six, just kind of jamming. And John and I just sort of connected pretty quickly. And as the jam sort of, you know, kind of faded and people did different stuff, we found ourselves in our jam space, just the two of us. And for me, it's like I really wanted to play a lot in practice at the time I was practicing a lot and we were we just found this kinship he was drumming and learning about drums and for me I was learning about how you know who how which roads I wanted to go down as far as my playing and we just started playing a ton and we did as much listening to music as playing you know we were just trading stuff and talking and going in and playing and, but also being open at the same time and we kind of cultivated this, lang- this language as, as our friendship got deeper. We 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 kept playing throughout that whole time and about it's been about fifteen years at this point.
0: Right, but you guys never um, you never looked for a third man.
1: No, I think we somehow.
0: Okay, no, no, I, I figured. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of that's a little leading question there because. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because we were talking about John Coltrane, and you know he evolved yeah. into this thing. You know the last recordings, Interstellar Space, right with Rashid, and Rashid right. says this thing. I think John Coltrane was heading for a drum thing, because he's wow. running. You know, not enough time, and maybe you don't have to show the guy chords.
1: Yeah. It was more into tone. We were, you know, we were really into tone and just really into expansion, expanding and, and also locking into, to stuff. And this, this kind of goes back even into my bass. My beginnings of learning bass was like we were just kind of locking into these grooves, so to speak, and, and kind of exploring around that. And, and also just being completely loose and open. I felt like the, the amount of playing we did and the amount of exploring we did was also where we were sort of searching for things and found things, you know, and, but uh, as, as this was happening, kind of, I was also writing songs kind of just by myself, I included John in that kind of early on and that changed. But as far as, as what we do and what we did, we still have this duo that has kind of existed throughout all that, all my different projects the duo is kind of in a very very important and elemental part of, of of my life for sure and um yeah i don't know it's you know we're still playing and we're still still pushing it you know we've just did two gigs over the weekend we have another gig this week in two days um and i'm tr- trying to do completely different stuff and it's yeah, it's interesting.
0: <laughs> okay, th- this is probably you alone, but 12 string for John Ashbury. Yeah. music for this edition. That chunk start out with Steve Gunn doing 12-string for John Ashbery. Then uh, Tevik, Frida Love the Portal of Zin-I, the Colin masterin remix. Moshat Doma after that with Disco Tech. And finally, Steve Gunn's solo guitar, Spring in Brooklyn. Actually, it's Fallen, in Brooklyn. But
3: <laughs>
0: so, what's the difference between just Steve Gunn and Steve Gunn solo guitar?
1: Uh, well, I guess, I guess there's, I'm, you know, I have songs and I sing, so that could associate with my name. Um, so, I the solo guitar album that I did was for the Cafe Auto in London had a label, has a label. Um, and this was all when all the clubs were shut down. They were doing the, they were selling these digital, digital records and asking people who had played at Auto. Um,
0: Oto means sound in Japanese. Yeah. Oh, um, of and Thurston, I they think, call it Thurston's Living Room.
1: Yeah, basically. He like lives a
0: few blocks away, right? Yeah, no, place.
1: I, I, he was there. Yeah, I, I, every time I'm in auto, I, I, I see him around if he's in town. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: like there's bins with his fucking records in them and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a crack up man. He's too much. So okay, okay, so. You usually not Steve Gunn solo guitar. You're usually Steve Gunn, right? And then whatever. If you got an ensemble, if you got, if you are, male yeah. man,
1: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I also I play solo. You know, I do the 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 thing with Trzinski. I do some improv gigs. So I'm kind of I got my I'm kind of reaching in different directions. You know, list, I guess. As it is. I like that. Well,
0: where, yeah. what, what about where can people find you on the internet? Do you have a a Steve Gunn website?
1: hmm yeah it's steve-gun.com okay but, uh,
0: but we gotta <laughs> spell it people s-t-e-v-e yeah. hyphen dot ncom yes.
1: correct yes i'm yes. so
0: glad you got your own site you know so you're in charge of that you were we you know who to blame but at least you don't have some yeah. fucking uh right whatever to- toll booth monitor right, right? <laughs> and uh so so you got a big problem, you know, because yeah, the situation you just were referring to, and you helped out the Cafe Auto people. But do you do you have something that you you bring in together? You're, you're fermenting in your mind musically,
1: right now. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. over the last sitch, like you know, year and a half, twenty months, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wrote. Uh, yeah, I recorded an album at home with a piano player um, who's a who I kind of didn't really know that well but we kind of just started corresponding and he's a composer amazing musician he's got a group called bing and ruth it's kind of it's um um, compositions mostly it's instrumental compositions and uh makes really made a great record for 4ad a little while ago um and and i was playing a lot of nylon string guitar and we were we made a record of just piano and nylon string, very kind of meditative, uh, long form kind of ex- ex- experiments, I guess. And we that was something that was an amazing focus for me, just being kind of locked down.
0: Right. Um, Unexpected, right? You said you didn't really know them. That's, yeah. That's it, a at thing. first, yeah. it
1: was just yeah. like we were just kind of doing it for fun. And then it felt really kind of deep, and we both were getting a lot of, you know, we were like really enjoying doing it, so we did about eight different pieces, and like, shit, we should, go, we should go mix this somewhere, and we did, and a friend of ours is going to put it out at some point. Oh,
0: um, so that was, What about a yeah, sneeze gun? Uh...
1: Yeah, I I also went out to L.A. and recorded a record uh, with Rob Schnaff, oh. who's... um. I don't know if you ever met him, but he's got a great studio in Eagle Rock. Um,
0: I've never been there, but yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. that's happened. When's that coming out?
1: That came out um in That came out about a month and a half ago, like in, in the late oh, late August. Or the, the,
0: you didn't give me any of the music.
1: There's one. Yeah, oh, there's one. Okay. Yeah, sorry. there's there's a song from the record that I gave you. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Good it's hard yeah. for me to know what went to what but i love yeah, it all sure and, it. and if you got any stuff coming up in the future steve please send it to me so i can play it and even oh come yeah back, the invite's open come back on the show anytime you want to talk about what you're doing
1: i'd love to yeah, yeah. thanks okay. so much for having me man. no
0: problem man big honor to have you aboard people it's been the book. november 8 2021 dish Pedro show keep your pattern.